gentlemen, welcome, welcome into episode number 18 of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely wintry day here in northern Michigan. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, and joining me this week, as always, we've got in the studio good old Jimmy James Cook and, of course, Brett Summers, the plaid shirt-wearing muscle man, lifting weights, eating weights. Well, I just protein, not just, weights. I don't eat the weights. Do you eat whey though? <laughs> protein whey. That's well, I see thing. what you did there. Do you eat? Do you eat whey? I do. Yes, protein shakes, right? Yeah, that's right. right. And curds, probably right. Cheese curds, at least. Well, right? uh, yeah. On occasion. Yeah, that do, I don't think that helps. Curds and whey so much. My guess <laughs> that's is that counterproductive, my guess is that Brett could bench or squat or whatever more than James and I could combined. So he could probably bench and squat both of us. Like together, yeah, if you wanted to. What's your what's your deadlift record? Two thousand pounds? No. At one no, ton? No, that that'd be a world record. Would it be a, a world record? Two, yes, yes. Two. You're trying to get to that? No. <laughs> I am not physically built in order to even contemplate that. People, well that's people that's, pulling that kind of weight are like, you know, the mountain from Game of Thrones. He's a professional strong man and you know, he deadlifts like a thousand pounds. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's like able to he's able to crush a human skull. That's ha- half crazy. Th- half Thor. Which how cool is it that a guy that big was named Half Thor? And how cool is it that we have an athlete from the northern Michigan area named Thor with a brother named Odin? That is pretty cool. But yeah, he uh, he's like six eight, four hundred pounds. Cool. Well, let's get into what the. <laughs> let's get into what we've got on tap for today's show, and one of them, of course, is our first interview with a local athlete, and that is Buckley's Austin Harris. He'll talk to us about last week's games against Glen Lake in Frankfurt. We'll also talk a little bit about the trip to the Breslin Center, and we'll get his take on some of the better players here in Northern Michigan. We will also induct another athlete of the week into our Get Around Hall of Fame. I'm feeling very confident this week that. My pick will be the winner. Of course, it is a competition between myself, Brett, and James. And James, I think you've been on a bit of a roll lately, kind of hitting three or four in a row. Recently, yes, after a very poor, poor start. Yeah, you were not good in the fall, but you were doing quite well here in the winter. Uh, and then we will get into a, a new part of the podcast that we are just starting this week, and that is our game picks in which we will, it's a bit of a contest, we'll offer up four games, each from the boys and girls basketball sides. You're going to go ahead and pick the winner of those. Tiebreaker is going to be predicting the score of one of those games. The winner will get two free movie passes to either the Bijou or the State Theater. Actually, the movie passes are good at both, so we're, we're actually happy to start that contest this week. Make sure that you get your entries into us um, by no later than Tuesday night, so you're going to have to listen to this podcast pretty early on and make sure you get those in there. We're going to be doing this every week, so for those of you who are listening past Tuesday and you haven't had a chance to get in on the contest, you can probably actually get us the, the picks by Wednesday afternoon. I think you'll be safe enough to do that before games begin on Wednesday. We'll go over how you can enter into that contest a little bit later when we talk about that. And then we will end the show as we always do with the trifecta. This week we are moving away from the cinema and moving to the small screen as we discuss the best sports TV show. However, before we get into all of that, let's check the heartbeat of the sports world and get into the pulse. This topic was kind of brought up last week when I was on the uh, sports radio show with uh, 
Brian Hale and Matt Mansfield, and they had asked me who was your kind of all-star five, if you had to pick five players uh, for the for the girls' team, who would that be? This week we're going to start with the, the boys' team since we have Austin Harris on this week. We figured might as well talk about our all-star starting five as well as our bench because it was just too difficult not to name probably a couple dozen of uh, the players up here in Michigan. And we just kind of figure, I know we're not halfway through the season yet, where it's a little bit early on, but I still think it'd be kind of fun to to go over our starting five. And certainly I know that we differ a little bit, and I'm excited to kind of get into that conversation. So why don't we get started at uh, who we're going to have at point guard. Brett, do you want to st- – I know that's probably one of your more difficult decisions, as was mine. I had a difficulty picking between two J's. Yeah, I've been agonizing over this uh, for like 30 minutes now. You have an Long ulcer. Long time, my you, whole life. Yeah, you've, you've developed um, an ulcer because yeah, it's I so have. stressful. When we tried to put these teams together, we were trying to make positional fits. You know, We weren't necessarily taking the best five one-on-one players. We're trying to get a couple guards, a couple forwards, center, and really f- fill out a traditional basketball roster. And... Uh, I, I typed mine out on my phone here, and I think I backspaced and retyped a new name in there at least five times. But I have ultimately decided to go uh, with Manton guard Jaden Perry, uh, slide him in there. He's just a phenomenal shooter. Uh, he's definitely the uh, smallest player on my starting five, but I feel like his quickness, his shooting ability, and obviously in this hypothetical situation, playing with a bunch of well-sized individuals, his, his, his being you know five nines not going to hurt him so much in this one. Yeah, I'm going to jump in right here with you anyway, since uh, my battle was between, like I said, between two Jays, and that was Jaden Perry and Jalen Rogers. After seeing Jalen Rogers last week against Buckley and the performance that he had, it was very difficult for me not to put him in there, but I ultimately also went with Jaden Perry just because based on his experience that he got last year running to the Final Four and seeing him play, he is just one of those... You brought up his speed. He's also a very confident, focused, and and determined individual, and you can really see that out there. Not only that, but he drives to the rack, and when he gets fouled, he makes his free throws. I think he's, what, a 90%-plus shooter from the the charity strike? He has been, yeah. He's a very, very talented shooter. So, yeah, that's my pick for... Uh, and, and really, like I said, you were you talked about agonizing. That was an agonizing pick because there are so many good point guards in this area. I was uh, I was kind of struggling with this one too uh, as to who to go with the point guard. I had about three or four guys that I was kind of considering. Then I went to the Central West game on Friday night, and that kind of made up my mind for me. Um, and then I'm going to go with uh, Tobin Schwanicki from Traverse City Central as my point guard. He just took over that game in the second half. Uh, I think he finished with 27 points, like five boards, five assists something like that, um, and and just controlled that game in the second half as, as Central came back from a, a double-digit deficit. I think what helps with that pick is he's a Class A kid. Jaden Perry is Class C, and Jalen Rogers, who was also one of my picks, was, was Class D. So uh, obviously the competition is much different there. And we've seen Tobin make, a, based on that performance, a pretty big jump from last year to this year. Yeah, he has. Uh, you know, I, I was telling James off podcast that performances like that is kind of what I've been looking to see from Schwanke on the on the basketball floor for the last couple of years now. Um, you know, in my opinion, he's the the best player the Trojans have, and uh, running the point 
I mean that's that's kind of his job to, to take control of the of the floor and uh, I mean he's a he's a talented athlete uh, on more than just the basketball floor so good to see that uh, translate over and him uh, being able to fill it up a little bit against uh, rival West and he was very good defensively in that game as well. Okay, why don't we get to one that I think all of us agree on since we had a little point guard discussion there. Why don't we go to the big man, the man in the middle, and go over our pick for that one. I know, James, just glancing at your list, I know that you and I have the same one. Brett, I'm assuming that you have the same one as well, and that would be Traverse City West's Ryan Hayes. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think that pick can really be debated all that much. You know, one traditional center you're, you're not going to find a whole lot of kids in northern Michigan with that type of size. So 6'8". Uh, yeah, he's, he's got that advantage to start out with, but then on top of it, he's really expanded his game. I, I watched him score 25 against in a loss to Petoskey uh, a week and a half ago. Just where he's taken his game uh, consecutive years now. I mean, last year was a big jump for him. This year seems to have taken another jump. He's an inside-outside player. He can I mean, he, he can hit from anywhere on the floor, and he he can pretty much dominate any time that he wants to. He's a confident shooter as well. Like you said, he can step out and he can hit the three, but he's a, he's a really good post-up player as well, and he has no trouble kind of you know putting that elbow out. I wouldn't say like throwing an elbow, but he certainly has no problem but creating space and then getting himself into the middle of the lane and being able to take a nice baby hook shot or, or get up and under and, and get a layup. He's also great. He's a fantastic rebounder. Uh, you've seen him grab a lot of offensive boards as well, being able to get those kind of garbage points or second-chance points uh, in, in the in the lane. And uh, really, I was impressed with him last year, seeing him for the first time, and this year just as much. You know, with the size 6'8", you really can't go wrong picking, with, picking him. Yeah, and a, and a pretty decent free-throw shooter as well on top of that. Uh, the one thing I noticed that different this year a little bit about his game is uh, they've been doing more of getting him the ball kind of in the mid-post, kind of halfway out to the free-throw line, and then he works his way in instead of just setting him up right under the basket and getting him the ball, uh, you know, for just those easy kind of turnaround shots. Um, against Central, he did that a lot where they would get him the ball almost almost up to the free-throw line, and then he would he would just make moves on his defender and, and get to the rim himself. Um, so he's he's added that a lot, I think, to uh, to his game. I think part of that stems from the fact that uh, outside of Hayes, West is a, a relatively undersized team, and you know they've kind of allowed Hayes to assume a bit of a playmaker role. And uh, when he's able to get the ball in the middle of the floor like that, uh, rather than just down low, you know he kind of is able to oversee that entire half court set and uh, find his shooters coming off screens or, or guys who just might be open because a defender sagging off into the paint to to help hit uh, on Hayes's defender. And uh, he's a very smart, smart player, uh, good passer, and can kind of make plays out of uh, any position that he takes on the floor. Well, Brett, you and I have the one of the smaller players in Northern Michigan, and one of the larger players in Northern Michigan as well. So you got that size disparity between Perry and Hayes. Why don't we go ahead and get into our shooting guards? I'll start first, and he is going to be our guest later on in this show. And I will take Austin Harris from Buckley. He is a he's a pure shooter. He's a good defender. He is, he's also one that can can get inside. He's he's very physical. He is an emotionally or I would say he's an emotional player uh, who at times uh, I would say uses that to really fuel his team. And he, he's just that that heart and energy guy. And I think in a starting five, you need someone with that kind of swagger to 
uh, to pull the team along, especially if things aren't going well. I do have Harris, uh, my starting five as well. I kind of actually labeled Harris as a combo guard, guard slash forward. So he he would he was next on my roster, my my other solo guard. I guess we'll get to later, but yeah, I mean Harris is just a phenomenal player. I think I I picked him as the pre our preseason player of the year uh, when we did that podcast uh, before the basketball season. I still think that very well could be. Obviously, uh, you know Buckley's got uh, another talented guard in Denver Cade playing opposite him, and I mean they play off each other so well that sometimes it's pretty hard to distinguish maybe who who's better or, uh, if you feel so inclined to make that argument. But I think Harris is definitely deserving of a spot here, and you know as a small forward, I suppose uh, I would I would label him as he's he's very versatile, moves around. And offensively, he's just so skilled that uh, he can pretty much take advantage of any matchup the opposing team tries to throw at him. Yeah, like like uh, Brett, I had Austin Harris as uh, my small forward on that team. Um, so my two guard was Jalen Rogers from Frankfurt. Um, he is uh, just a natural offensive player who can can do anything you want on offense. He can distribute the ball. He can take you off the dribble. He gets to the free throw line well. He hits free throws. He can hit the you know the three point shot. You know, there's pretty much nothing in offense he can't do. And he's a little bit of an underrated defender, I think too. Um, he's gotten better there. Um, so he was, he was my two guard with Harris at uh, my small forward spot. Yeah, like I said, after watching uh, his performance against Buckley, I had a really difficult time not putting him into my starting lineup. But ultimately, I, I went with. Uh, you know, I put him on my bench, and I've got uh, a few other players that I decide. And it's tough. I'm not saying that they are are better than him. It's just uh, the certain mix of players that you want out on the floor as your starting five. Uh, Brett, you want to go with your next selection? Yeah, so I, I did have Jalen in my starting five as the shooting guard as well, like James. Um, he's just a guy that on any given night could go off for 30, 35 points. And, uh, I mean, you, you saw it the other night, uh, like you said, against – Buckley, what he meant uh, to the Panthers and being able to to lead Frankfurt to a huge road win, and I'm not sure that there are a lot of players with that skill set in Northern Michigan. Yeah, he's that spark plug for Frankfurt. He he seems to be that guy that when he's on, the rest of the team is on. They kind of feed off his confidence, and you certainly saw that with the play of Matt Loney, who did such a great job when Jalen started going, and you, you saw great things from Mac Powell as well, who really locked down on Austin Harris and only allowed Austin to get nine points. Uh, that The Frankfurt team was very impressive, and like I said, it was tough not to put Jalen in my starting five. So yeah, I mean, my, my small forward would be uh, Austin Harris. Um, I think you could put either him <clears throat> or Denver here. Um, you know, you have some teams that have a 1A and a 1B, and I think that uh, Austin and Denver are pretty much 1 and 1. So you could go either one of those uh, because Austin was our guest today. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and put him there. I'm going to go with Harris's shooting mate, and that is also Buckley's Denver Cade. I just think the, the dual threat of those two out there with the inside game from Ryan Hayes and then Jaden Perry running the floor, that combination right there, having those two guys being able to spot up and shoot, is that uh, would it's invaluable you can't even you, you talk about that you think about that and just how dangerous they are from the outside you watch 
Austin and Denver in warm-up, and I know it's warm-up, but they're hitting from six feet outside the arc. They're taking NBA range threes, and they're hitting them. And with all the confidence in the world, they expect their shots to go in. So I have to go with Denver Cade as well. My power forward, I'll be curious to see who you guys filled in on this position. But I have I, mine crossed off, and I'm not sure if I'm going to go with it or change it. It's uh, That was power forward was my toughest decision. Well, as uh, as Schwanicky played his way into James's starting five with his effort against West uh, a week and a half ago when I saw West and Petoskey play, uh, Petoskey's Joel Wilson uh, played his way into mine. Uh, I think he led the Northmen with 22 points in that game, and that was without even hitting a three-pointer. He just he was incredibly efficient with his cuts, finding ways to the basket. He's got good size. I think he's 6'4". Um, obviously, he's... Uh, He's chosen the gridiron to uh, pursue in college, going to play quarterback uh, at Central Michigan. Uh, but clearly, with uh, you know Division One type athletic talent uh, and and the size to match, that is where I'm going with my power forward position. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Cade Peterson from Glen Lake as my uh, power forward. I mean, you get a six six guy next to Ryan Hayes in the middle. Um, you know, he can he could operate in the post. Uh, many of the same ways that Hayes can, where he's got uh, good moves there in the post, good rebounder, good defender, good length. That would just be a, a pretty dynamic duo in the middle, I think, for uh, for just about any team. I had right here on my list, I have written and crossed out is Glen Lake's Xander Okerlund, and I put him in there originally, and I was confident in that, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll swap him out with Manton's Ethan Ansick, who has come on this season and really shown that he's one of the better players here in northern Michigan. Uh, he does have that ability to to step out uh, and, and shoot a three. He's a good rebounder. And, and Xander is kind of the same way. He, he, he has length. He has game from the outside. He can drive to the hoop. So I crossed him out, but I'm going to have to go with him just because I like his leadership qualities that he has when he's taken over for the Lakers. He's become that go-to guy for that team and, and the one that really gets them going. Ethan Ansek, while it, as great of a player as he is, uh, he's not the one that's going to be out there uh, running the floor. It's Jaden Perry for, for the Rangers. And it, I think having... Uh, having Okerlund out there as another A guy is what you want to see out of your starting five. All right, so all of our starting fives, let's go over them again real quick. Uh, I've got Jaden Perry, Austin Harris, Denver Cade, Xander Okerlund, and Ryan Hayes. Then I've got Jaden Perry, Jalen Rogers, Austin Harris, Joel Wilson, and Ryan Hayes. And I've got uh, Tobin Schwanicky, Jalen Rogers, Austin Harris, Cade Peterson, and Ryan Hayes. All right, James, so why don't you get into your bench? Just list them off real quick. Who's who, who's going to be coming off the bench for so we're you? We're going seven guys in our bench, right? We're going so seven guys in our bench. And a couple of the yes. utility role yes. players. Um, so my backup guards would be uh, Miggy Barrientos and Jaden Perry. My, uh, my backup small forward would be Denver Cade because you could pretty much just him and make him and Harris interchangeable and you have the exact same thing on the court at all times at small forward. Um, and then I have Okerlund and Reese Hazelton also um, in my and on the bench there with Ethan Ansick being your backup center uh, for some you know six six guy backing up Hayes to have some nice height there. And then uh, I considered one of the Petoskey guys here for my last for my last spot, but then I decided I was going to go with Devin Burkhart from from uh, Benzie Central, and that I thought that having a a three point gunner like that coming off the bench in in this kind of like an all star team would be in I think that would be a, a scenario in which he would thrive uh, not having to be 
uh, a guy that carries a team and be a guy that can just uh, be that three-point gunner for you off the bench. Uh, my bench is uh, I've got some, like I said, I, it was tough. I don't have... I don't have Joel Wilson on my bench. I don't have Cade Peterson on my yeah. bench. I I had such a difficult time doing this. I I think I ended up with a list of I think 22 players and I had to knock that down to 12 and that was very difficult for me. I have Ridge Beeman on there just because I really like his defense. I think he's probably the best defender here in in Northern Michigan. Uh, I I know that he's uh, looked a little bit. He looked a little bit gassed against uh, against Frankfurt, but I, I still believe in the kid. I've got Garrett Miller. Uh, I really like that kid, although I've never seen him play, and I'm hoping to. Obviously, Ethan Ansick. I have him on there. Jalen Rogers. I have Bear Lakes. Caden Hale. Uh, Miggy Barrientos. Miguans. Uh, we've got. I've got him on there from West, and then Matt Loney played himself onto the team when I saw him last week. I, I had Thomas Hersey on there originally from Sutton's Bay because he can score thirty. Uh, but I just liked the uh, the energy that I saw out of Loney uh, on Thursday against a really good Buckley team. Yeah, Loney plays with a lot of good, a lot of emotion too, um, in games. And, and he just loves that can get it. Him, yeah, occasionally that can kind of get him in a little bit of trouble. But uh, but man, I mean, he's got you know he's what six? He's a legit six four, I think. You know, he's long and rangy. He can hit threes when he gets when he gets on. You know, he can distribute the ball when he plays within the uh, in the offense, and he's a great defender. What was great about Thursday's game is there was a scoreboard malfunction early on, and Frankfurt was up three to two, but the the, the person running the scoreboard ac- accidentally put thirty three to two, and what was great about that is uh, Austin Harris was uh, going to inbound the ball, and Matt Loney was defending him, and the two of them pretty much started just jawing over the the mistake on the scoreboard. You, you got to love that competition between players, and especially ones who have uh, not only played against each other for a long time, but played together as well. My bench, and I don't, I don't know what it says about my starting five, but uh, I've got three guys that were on your two respective starting fives. Um, and those would be Denver Cade, Tobin Schwanke, and Xander Okerlund. Uh, and then I've got Miguans Barrientos, who I think is uh, could be the equivalent here of uh, Jamal Crawford, if you want an NBA compar- comparison. Just a kid who completely fills it up and can hit ridiculously difficult shots when needed. Um, and then I've also got uh, Hunter Rule, the other half of the backcourt in Manton with uh, Jaden Perry. I mean, I think he's. I think he basically goes toe-to-toe with Jaden Perry as far as how talented of a shooter he is. Um, and then I've got Garrett Miller, a uh, kid who can fill it up. That's kind of what you want in the guy coming off a bench. And uh, and then Seth Mann from Petoskey giving a little more uh, height. Well, we really want to hear from the listeners on this one. We really want to know, one, what you think, and also what your starting five would be. We'd, we'd love to hear those. We'd probably read a couple of them next week uh, on next week's episode. So you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can either send us an email, resports at record-eagle.com. Make sure you have that dash in there. So that's resports at record-eagle.com. You can find us on Twitter, and you can send us a message there. That's at tcresports, or you can simply tweet out and... And you can use a hashtag TCRESports, hashtag starting five. Just go ahead and, and send that to us. And you can find us on Facebook as well. And that's facebook.com backslash TCRESports. We really do want to hear from you. Uh, it would be great for us to just it would, it would create more conversation next week. We want to know why our teams are terrible. Yeah, we want to hear criticisms, honestly, because I guarantee you that all of us are going to get criticisms. And, and I feel like I probably should more than anybody. Um, but maybe that's 
just a little self-hate for myself. But, uh, yeah, like I said, please, uh, any thoughts that you have. Next week is going to be our girls team, our girls all-star team starting five, and our bench. And really looking forward to that one because you've got a lot of elite players on, on the girls' side here in northern Michigan. But don't tell us that our team suck without telling us what your starting five would be. Yeah, you can criticize, but you got to give us yours as well. That would It's only fair. One of the athletes that we had on all three of our starting fives, and that was Austin Harris, and we'd like to welcome him in right now to sit down with us and talk for a few minutes. Uh, it is our pleasure now to welcome in Buckley's Austin Harris, a senior. What would we call you? Are you shooting guard, center? What mm. What kind of position do you play? Because you guys don't small really forward. have it's yeah small <laughs> forward. That's what he is. Yeah, you can just call me. You know, call me whatever. I play almost every position in Buckley. So yeah, you kind of move around the court. The the team that you have this year, uh, how is it a little bit different than than what you had last year? That twenty six and zero run until you lost to Powers North Central in that game. What's the difference between last year and this year? Um, the pressure. We were chasing some last year. You know, we always wanted our goal. You know, since we were little kids, was go to the Breslin, and we finally made it. And now everybody wants a piece of us. You know, what I mean, like Frankfurt wanted a piece of us. You know, they had no fear. And I feel like my team had like a fear of. Uh, Losing, and that's why we had a lot of pressure on ourselves, on ours, like on our team and stuff. So, was was the game against Glen Lake different? Did you guys think that you had Glen Lake and, and going and uh, going against Frankfurt? Was it a different feeling there? Uh, to me, it was. I don't know about my team, but to me, yeah, I thought we'd beat Glen Lake. You know, we were all playing super, super well, which you know, of course, helps. And during the Frankfurt game, we weren't playing very well, and, we, and my team wasn't taking it very well. We weren't keeping our composure, I feel like. And like I said, like the first half, you know, we were down by one, and then like that third quarter hit, and like they were making shots we weren't, and we just fell apart as a team. Was Were you guys tired? I'm not trying to offer you an excuse, but were you guys kind of tired after the uh, after the Glen Lake game? Mm, I mean, that could be, you know, it can go a couple ways, kind of an excuse. But, I mean, I was a little tired, but I felt like we still, you know, it's not a big excuse to lose by whatever much we lost by. I don't even remember 16. Not yeah. to, you know, not to bring it up. Yeah, I don't not to bring it up and hurt your feelings or anything like that. So. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, 69 to 53, whatever. It's no big right. deal. Just bulletin board material, that's all. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, uh, you had uh, Jalen Rogers, Matt Loney, and head coach Reggie Manville mm-hmm. kind of take uh, a few shots across the bow yeah. to you guys. Uh, how did you respond to that? Is it is it motivation going forward? I'm going to use it as motivation. I'm not going to pout about it you know they won they won fair and square they scored more points than us it, it happens you know I'm not gonna really be really really mad and you know make jokes at them and say like well this and this you know I'm just gonna use it as fuel and we'll see them next time so do you want to come back at them verbally I'm not trying to get you in trouble here I mean is there a part of you that wants to come back <laughs> oh, yeah. at them verbally a little oh, bit yeah. I've played with Jay and Matt you know for AU for a while we've always had that competitive relationship with each other and oh yeah I've already told Matt I tried to text him I was like wait till next time dude <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, last year you guys go through the regular season completely undefeated. Three losses now. Four, yes, three, three losses now. Mm-hmm. All you know, already a conference game you've mm-hmm. lost. So how how different does that make the rest of the entire regular season from last year already? I mean, the little difference is if we keep doing this, we're gonna probably end up like with a twelve and eight record or something the way we're going. And you know, I know that's all. That's not what we want. That's not what my coach wants, you know. Like I said, I've been doing it. We do it for the fans and stuff. We don't want to, you know, let down the fans. Like I said, it's all the pressure and stuff. But I feel like that won't happen. I feel like that Frankfurt game was a good test, you know. 
a good lesson for us, you know, and maybe say like, oh, wow, we can't just walk through everybody. Like, you know, we can't just like think we're better than everybody. We actually have to play. Being able to play those teams back to back. I mean, what does that do in terms of come postseason? Because it may seem a little easier maybe to get up for that big game if you only have one in a week. Mm-hmm. But when you play them two days apart, that kind of simulates more of a deep postseason run. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of hard playing, you know, back-to-back. Like I said, like, when, uh, like last year when Benzie was, you know, a little better than they were this year, we had Benzie, then we had Glenn Lake, then we had Frank for, you know, I don't know why – our schedule is like that, but it is. So, you know, it's a little difficult, but like I said, no excuses, but it got us a little... I know I, know I was a little tired after the Gloom Lake game and stuff. You were talking about the pressure of playing in front of your fans who are absolutely <laughs> rabid. They get behind <laughs> you guys yeah. like no other fans that, you know, I've, I've seen before. The, the pressure of that, does that affect you mentally? Head coach Blair Moss kind of talked about that after the Frankfurt game, that right now it's, some of it is between the ears. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Kind of, you know, I'm usually like especially my team we're usually mentally tough and I felt like that game we weren't I could tell in all of our faces and everything when we were down by like you know maybe 10 at the time or something I saw all of our faces all of our heads were down and stuff and like I said I just hopefully that that was a test for us but yeah I think it affected us a little mentally I talked to you after the game and you didn't seem you didn't seem like you were hanging your head or anything like that I was watching all your teammates walking out of the, of the locker room I saw Brock and Ridge and Denver walking out and they didn't really seem like they were I mean they were upset about a loss but they didn't seem like they were like they thought it was the end of the world yeah we had a little talk in the locker room about it you know saying you know what I I've lost quite a bit, you know, I played AAU, I've lost some tough games before and stuff, and like, some of these people weren't, you know, last year we weren't used to losing, and this year we've already lost three times, so I just told them, I was like, hey, you know, use it as fuel, use it as motivation, don't pout about it, because pouting's not going make it, to make a change, you know, the past the past, you know, all we can worry about is right now and in the future, like, what we, what we can do, like, when we play Frankfurt again, you know, what we're going to do differently, and we kind of, like, talk to them, you know, uh, just stars to stars, you know, just like said, like, what do we thought, what do we thought and everything. And I felt like that helped us quite a bit, you know, to not look, no, and not everybody like hang their heads and stuff. What, what's the, uh, the, the bigger factor you think this year in, in that, because the Northwest Conference largely is the same people. Mm-hmm. I mean, most everybody yeah. has everybody back from last year. So okay. personnel wise, it's pretty similar to last year. Mm-hmm. Is it more that, that there's pressure from what you guys had from last season to do that again, or that you're getting, that everybody wants a shot at you? Uh, I'd say both, to be honest. Like, I know everybody wants a shot at us. You know, I've, I just know that. And, like, said, yeah, like, to do what we did last year. Because it was memorable. You know, I'd love to do it every single year if I could. But, but yeah, that's, I'd say sort of both. Mm-hmm. Is it frustrating when you're not hitting from outside? I mean, you're a shooter. Yeah, that's the thing. You're a shooter. You're also, I mean, you're also a great passer. And, and I think that was the one of the things that I noticed in Thursday's game is uh, the passing was a little bit off. And you guys usually move the ball so well. It's a little frustrating, but you know, I got to figure out a different way and how to benefit from my team in a different way. You know, not I'm not gonna be able to make every shot I shoot. You know, I try to like benefit other ways. You know, maybe defense more and like, and Frankfurt had a lot of momentum. I can tell you that. 
they had a, I felt like they wanted it maybe more than us that game. They had a lot of heart. You could tell. I'm trying to put a more specific description on, on the pressure that you've sort of uh, said you've felt. I mean, I know you guys would have loved to have gone undefeated like you did last year through the of regular course. season. Did you expect to go undefeated again when the season started? No, I didn't. I didn't expect that. No, even like our coach was saying, you know, we're making a harder schedule this year for you guys. You know, but I know I, I know I felt pressure in that Frankfurt game for some reason. I don't know why. There's a lot of talk about it, maybe or something like that. But I just hope I don't think it's going to happen again. All right, I want to focus a little bit less on the loss and more on Sweet. the win because we keep talking about that Sweet. loss. I was, I mean, I was at that game, which is why I have all those questions about yeah. that. Brett, you were at the Glen Lake game. What did you notice that you know that Buckley was doing so well to to beat Glen Lake? Well, I'll I'll be honest and and come out and write uh, and admit it as you should. I, I came back after that game and I said, all right. <laughs> That's all I needed to see. Yeah, he gave you the he gave you the conference right then and there. <laughs> he also, he, he, yeah, last week he did. You know, you, you really downplayed Frankfurt and their talent, and you said that they weren't uh, real, almost that they weren't just based on their schedule, and that you didn't think they were that impressive. Yeah, I wish I could have seen all three of those top teams before you said something like that. Yeah, and, no, it would make well, sense. No, as no, actually, no, I'm still okay with the fact that I said that, but I wish I could have seen other than the, the fact that you're wrong. The the two different outcomes. Yes, I am wrong, but I don't regret. <laughs> saying it and it's not because uh, Austin's in the studio here today I still I still think Buckley is the team to beat in the conference despite Frankfurt's uh, outstanding start but uh, I, I am definitely going to have to take the Panthers a little more seriously I mean I knew they were a good team coming back but I just felt like for whatever reason I, I can't even necessarily explain my own take on it but I just felt like Frankfurt had the lowest ceiling uh, you know, I felt like we had seen who Frankfurt was uh, last year, um, and, and even the guys who've been on varsity uh, more than just last year, like Jalen. I, ju- I just felt like we kind of knew who that team was, and I, I my opinion was they were going to be a very good team. They'd, they'd play competitive games against Buckley and Glen Lake, uh, but it would be the Lakers and Bears who would rise to the top. But uh, I can. That still might you be know, the case. It, it, it still By could the end be of the case. Season, you you could be proven if, right. If nothing else, um, they they've proven that that race of three teams is going to be even closer than I think any of us maybe thought it would be uh, at the, at the beginning. And I've completely lost track of the original question you asked me, <laughs> which was, well, uh, you saw the Glen Lake oh, yes. game. I saw the loss. You saw the win. Let's talk about the victory a little bit instead, and instead of depressing poor Austin over here Sweet. and just continuing to, <laughs> to harp on a loss instead oh, of anything man. else. Yeah, well, so the incredible thing to me watching that game, I mean, even even though we hyped it up and everybody obviously in the gym that was packed was excited about that game and that it was the biggest game to that point of the season, the intensity was pretty incredible. Um, I, don't, I don't know how you were feeling on the floor, Austin, but it just seemed like every single player on the floor was locked in and if you would have told me that that was January or early January I I wouldn't have believed it just because everybody was playing so hard and like their season was going to end if they didn't win that game Uh, and so that was that was really impressive and I mean you guys just I felt like we're hitting on all cylinders every everybody was knocking down the shots that they were taking and uh, the defense was great I was you know part of why I came back and, and made that What's the word I'm looking for? Made that 
Prediction. Prediction, thank you. Yes, made that prediction. Uh, having only seen... Brett is on fire today. Yeah, having only seen... I'm, I'm just going to try to make you work hard in editing process. I'm leaving all this in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. But part of why I made that point was because uh, of the defensive effort that you guys had. Uh, what was surprising to me, especially in the second half, it, it felt like you guys made Xander Okerlund disappear. And, and my, my sort of take on it was, okay, if they can make an offensive player of that caliber become invisible for the better part of a second half, I mean, anybody else, whether it's Jalen Rodgers or Garrett Miller or whoever, is going to have a hard time scoring on that defense too. Mm-hmm. Well, we got Friday, we got coming up, we got Frankfurt, Glen Lake. What, what, what's your take on how those two teams match up against each other? And you've, you've seen them both already this season and how they played. How do, how do they match up against each other and how against you? I think it's going to be a pretty good game, you know. I think it sort of depends on, you know, like I said, if they do what we do to Xander. Because Xander, I feel like, is the heart and soul of that team. You know, he's the playmaker. He's everything to that team. So, I don't know, like, I know, I feel like Frankfurt has a lot more, uh, of course, momentum coming out of our game. Have a lot more, I mean, once they get going and, like, they get all pumped, get their fans pumped and stuff, it's hard stopping them. How much do you like in, uh, interacting with the crowd? I remember the first time that I saw you, uh, you dropped, I think, like a couple threes in a row. And first you did the little gun thing where you blew the smoke. And then I believe you turned to the opposing fans and gave the old shh. Um, I, and I also noticed that during the Frankfurt game that you were interacting with the crowd a little bit yeah. because they have some fans of high school basketball seem to be a little... I'm intense it was the is the word how much yeah. do you like to do that or is yeah. it just at, at times it's fun you know i'm just playing <laughs> basketball if they have something to say i'll say something back you know i'm not i'm not being disrespectful or anything like i'm not starting anything or anything but i'm just playing my game you know are you trying to get into the heads of the players the fans are you trying to I don't know, piss the fans uh, off a little bit more? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I know I like playing, sometimes I like playing pissed off, so when I'm in the game and stuff, you know, I'm in game mode, you know what I mean? Like, if someone says something, I'm going to say something back. Maybe sometimes I should hold it in, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just having fun playing basketball. So. You're just one of the more emotional players yeah. that I've seen. Do you have to make sure that you keep that under a certain amount of control, or do you like to just let your emotions, I wouldn't say run wild, but dictate the, you know, your game? I gotta keep it in control sometimes. Like, I, I, like, not really during, like, the Frankfurt game, I didn't really, you know, get all crazy with my emotions or anything, but, like, I feel like sometimes, like, if the, when the day comes, like, if I start going, like, you know, shaking, getting crazy and stuff from all my emotion, I got to calm it down. But I like being an emotional factor, you know, trying to be an emotional leader. You know, I like like pumping up my team, you know, pumping up the crowd and stuff. It just, it's just a blast to me. I love playing the game. Whether it's the emotional side of things or kind of playing with the crowd during a basketball game or the physical brand of, of play that you guys had during the soccer season, it, it does seem like opposing fans and maybe even some opposing players don't like that style they don't like you guys that much i mean do you like being disliked yeah you know i mean i guess i don't really care being liked or not liked i'm not gonna change the way i am just because people don't like me yeah i think you're one of the more polarizing and i hate to bring this up because you're a high school kid and i really don't need to be i don't need to bring this up but i think in northern michigan prep basketball you're probably one of the more polarizing figures in the fact that people either really love Austin Harris or, or they don't like me. really kind of annoyed I'm by you when when <laughs> hey no, I, I totally agree with you but I mean you're you're a high school kid how do you kind of filter that because 
like, I'm 33 years old, and if someone doesn't like me, I, you know, I take it personally. Mm. I just know the people that actually, like, like me and, like, my family that love me, I get to go home do it every day. You know, I don't have to worry about what other people think. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the, my mentality. Just I don't really care what other people fa- think. I'm going to, you know, do me. I'm going to do what I want to, you know, what I think I should do and stuff. Well, clearly you're more mature than I am, so good for you. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned trying to, sometimes you have to control your emotions, sometimes, you know, you get yourself um, jacked up. Um, What what is your pregame playlist that you listen to to get yourself going for a game? (laughs) We have a couple odd stuff, like we have a lot of heavy metal, you know, if if you heard like our uh, pre-game warm-up music, but yeah, we've a lot of heavy metal and stuff. Yeah, a lot of like Ozzy and yeah. Shine Down. <laughs> yeah, I think Shine Down. Yeah, yeah I, that's the way I get pumped. You know, we have like a a Joey brings in like a huge speaker in the locker room. We crank it up all the way so like the other locker room can hear it too and stuff. So yeah, that's that's the way we get pumped, and we I, I like it. So, so <laughs> I feel like a lot of times basketball, it's a little more of the the hip hop. You guys uh, more the heavy metal than the hip hop. I'd say yeah. Okay. I'd say yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite teammate? My favorite teammate? Yeah. Ooh. Because you just brought, you just brought up Joey. Ooh. Like who do you? I mean, who is? Do you have a best friend on the team? Is there? <laughs> they're all they're all my really really good friends. You know? I know that when we talked before the soccer season, you and Joey used to kind of get into it on the soccer field. Do you guys still do that on the basketball? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Love hate relationship. I love the kid though. <laughs> I love him, but and also hate him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes. Or at do. times. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. I'd say Denver. Denver King. Denver's your boy? Yeah. Yeah, it seems that you guys do have a, a pretty good yeah. uh, connection out there. Mm-hmm. Is there a friendly competition for who scores more? No. No? You don't? Not, no. I, I, everybody's always asked me that. Everybody's always came to me, you think Denver's better than you and stuff? And like they've asked the same thing in Denver. You know, that's the talk around Buckley, who's better, me or Denver. And we just both say, we have, we're good at this. Denver's good at this. I'm good at this. And we just we make a good team together. Once so. again, clearly you're more mature than I am. <laughs> So, so what what is, what is Denver best at? I mean, like when he gets on a roll, like he's a kind of a rhythm shooter, and when he gets on a roll, it's hard to stop him. I can tell you that. And really strong, you know, really competitive. I love the way how competitive he is. Like in practices and stuff, me and him can go at it. People want to guard each other and stuff. And that's what I kind of wanted. I want a teammate that can do that, you know, not back down, not back down for me and stuff. Get me better. Really good, a great teammate too, to be honest. You know, he's never down on me, like, when I miss a shot or something. He's not like, come on, you had to hit that shot, you know. He's like, hey, we got this, you know, keep doing this. And he always says, you know, he'll say sorry when he misses a shot. I'm like, you don't have to say sorry, dude, you know. Like, it's fine, you're going to miss a shot, Denver. But, yeah, just overall great teammate. That Powers North uh, Central game last year where they, I think, started 12 for 12 Mm -hmm. and 14 for 15, something ridiculous. They put up 38 points in the the first quarter. I know we talked about this last year after the game, but you've had a lot more time to kind of digest Mm -hmm. that, and I'm sure you probably don't think about it too much anymore. Uh, Could you kind of describe the, the feeling in the huddle when you were watching how the, the, the Jets just how, how'd you completely keep your on composure? Fire. Yeah, how did, and how did you guys come back? Because honestly, and I told I told uh, Coach Moss this, you had a three pointer that I think would have brought you guys to within yeah. two. It would have mm-hmm. been uh, off. yeah. I mean, it went down and in. Mm-hmm. And honestly, or, you know, kind of answer this question: If you make that, do you guys win that game? Hard to say. Yeah, I think about that shot a lot actually. You know how it just went in and out and stuff. You know, I'm just glad we got to compete. The best of the best. I just lo- I loved it. Like I think that's what we loved it too. We were having. I I could tell we were having a blast. 
after that first quarter, we were like, well, crap. Well, can't do anything about that. Hopefully they don't stop. They stop shooting like that or we're going to lose by, you know, 50, 60. Ridge is tipping is still talked about. Oh, yeah, that Every was sick. Play, I, like, I, at, at the I wish we could game, queue up the highlight right so now. So do I. I had people come up to me at the Buckley game, and they just wanted to talk about that play. They talked about how insane that was. What was your reaction when you saw that? I was, like, frozen. I said, I was going up, I was about to go up for the rebound, too, and I just see Ridge just start bolting in, just grabs it one hand, and I was just like... I was fr- I have I was speechless. I'm like, oh, I shoved him. I was like, what the? Did you know he could jump that high? I knew he could jump high. I didn't know he could do that though. <laughs> I knew he could jump high, but that was insane. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yes, you saw, when yeah, we I, both yeah. saw it. It was honestly one of the most incredible yes. things that I've seen, especially. I mean, that kid, he's so quiet and reserved, though. Both mm-hmm. of the Beeman boys are. They're very quiet and reserved, and they seem to just go about their business. Does yeah. that help kind of balance you guys out in terms of emotion? Me, yeah, it can. You know, sometimes, you know, I you know, I wish they'd talk a little more, you know, express their emotion a little more. But so would I when I try to interview him, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but like I said, yeah, it, probably, it balances out our team. You know, we don't have a me and we don't have a... You know, me and Joe are kind of the same expression, so that's why we have a love-hate relationship sometimes. So it's pretty good balance. Oh, you know what? We This is going to be an awkward transition because you brought up the Glen Lake game, and then we've been away from it for a while. But the uh, I, I talked to you about it after the game, uh, but the play by Nick Kuhn, which that I ended up oh making that the, the lead of my story. Big dog. Yeah, what was... <clears throat> For, for those who didn't see it, he, he got a steal in the backcourt, kind of backed his guy down. He, he definitely had the size advantage, but went, went finger roll and laid it in. And on a night where the crowd was completely insane, that moment topped it all, just about took the, took the roof off the gym. <laughs> it did, man. Oh, my gosh. It was shaking into like a concert after he did that. That was awesome. How, how surprising was that play? I mean, his opportunities are a little bit limited, so when he <laughs> makes a play like that, I mean, are, are you surprised, or, or is it just, like, uh, you know, you're more excited for I'm him excited. to make a play like that? I'm excited, man. That's awesome when, like, other teammates can contribute like that. Like I said, I was running back on defense. I was like, oh, whatever. I didn't know what Nick was doing. And all of a sudden, everybody started going crazy. I turn around, and he has the ball in his hand. I'm like, and he goes up for a light. Like, he doesn't pass it. Denver's right there and called for the ball, and he's still dribbling, dribbling, goes baseline and made it. I was just like... I started going crazy because, you know, everybody else was, so. The only thing that would have been better if he threw, like, a one, you know, threw down a one hand. Yeah, he dunked it. Yeah. Pretty cool. We got to talk to him about that. <laughs> Come on, man. I think it was in the semifinal that he had a, a bucket late in the game. And, like, that was, yeah. like, the biggest reaction of the crowd of the, of the whole game, of a game he you always, guys won. Yeah, he always says to this day, he goes, hey, guys, I was 100% from the Breslin. <laughs> like, he's like, hey, Austin, you were. I'm like, all right, all right. He's like, yeah, I was 100%. I won rebound. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of boys basketball, earlier in our show, we kind of went over who we thought was the the all-star team here in northern Michigan for boys basketball. Uh, Like I said, I had a tough time not going with an all-Northwest conference. I kind of just wanted to get your take on that. Who are some of the guys, if you had to put together a starting five, uh, here are some rules. One, you can't take anybody from Buckley, and two, you can't take yourself. Do you have like a starting five or at least a couple of players that you would put uh, put on that all-star team? Yeah, I got a couple. I'd say one I get just comes right to my mind is Matt Loney. I played AAU with him. Man, that kid tries so hard. Has like one of the biggest hearts I know. You know, doesn't have 
like the, not the quickest dude, you know, not the cannot jump the t- uh, highest or something, not the best of shot, but that kid tries so hard. And I know from last year to this year, he's gotten ten times better. So kudos to him. But yeah, I'd I'd take him for one of them. Probably I'd take Xander too. Either way, he you know the way he controls, you know, he basically like said if he's if he's doing good in this team, his team's really tough to beat. And he's an all-around really good player. Like I said, I played with him one year, too, and he was he played in the upper division with me because, you know, he's a great below me, and he was doing really, really well. Are you excited to play Manton coming up here for that charity game? Yeah, I think it'll be cool. It's be kind of a, it'll be a fun game and stuff. I used to play with, I played with those kids until, like, my eighth grade year. I played with all of them in AAU. I see that you kind of, I always, James saw you at the Central West game. I've seen you oh. at, uh, at a bunch of games. Do you just... Even on your days off, do you just like go watch basketball? I love basketball. I love it. And like, yeah, that game was sweet. By the way, that, <laughs> that game was, was insane. That was a great game. But yeah, I just love watching basketball. All right, Austin. Thank you so much for coming in. Really, you know, really appreciate you taking some time. I know that uh, you got the holiday today, and yeah. uh, I appreciate one, once again. You are you got your special because you are our first athlete guest on here. Hey, there we and, go. And uh, we really appreciate it. So thank you so much for coming in. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. All right, All right. thank All you. Right. Once again, a big thank you to Buckley's Austin Harris for giving us some of his time coming into the studio and chatting with us. That was uh, that was great. We're hoping to have on another athlete next week. Though we're not sure who we're going to lock down, but we will have a guest on next week, and so make sure you come back for that. Why don't we get into our Get Around Hall of Fame and name our Athlete of the Week. Uh, I'll start off with who I think is going to be the winner, and that is Traverse City Central's Margot Woofter, although... Her team lost both of the games that they played against Traverse City, St. Francis, and Gaylord. She had 29 points in the game uh, in the loss to St. Francis. She also set a record with seven three-pointers that uh, broke Jalen Brumfield's record uh, of, of six. And really, she was just she was the offense of that team in the first quarter. She scored 12 of their 13 points, and I think at one point she had 21 of their 25. And it was it was just the Margot Woofter show in that one. And then for her to back that up just a couple of days later with a 33-point performance shows you just how good she is, especially coming back from that suspension and knowing that she has a lot to prove. Uh, a scary moment, though, however, in that game against St. Francis, she came down awkwardly on her right leg. And the fear certainly from me was that it was another torn ACL since she's torn each one in, uh, in her right leg and her left leg. Fortunately, it was just an ankle, and uh, she was visibly upset after the game, and I, I think that one had to do with the, the injury and, and two had to do with the loss. But for her to come back after the, the ankle injury just a few days before and then score 33 against Gaylord shows you just how tough she is, and both mentally and physically. She's, she's one of the better. I, certainly she's going to be on my starting five next week for the girls' all-star basketball team. Yeah, and I, I think we we had talked about this before. I think that uh, you know uh, Indiana Wesleyan, where she's going to go play college ball. If uh, if she stays healthy, they are going to get uh, a steal. Yeah, I, I she's think. a she is a college ready player who can go there and score points in, in bunches. I'm going to put up Jalen Rogers from Frankfurt. Frankfurt only played one game last week. Obviously, big road win uh, that we've already talked about at Buckley. Um, it. 20 points in that game team high uh and as you astutely pointed out in your article about that game uh, brendan healy scored seven combined in two losses to buckley last year so uh you know i don't know if that was on his mind at all it was on his mind i asked him about it was it i wasn't able to get that part in the story but yeah he's absolutely 
but uh, you know that just shows the type of competitor he is. Two of the three of us had him on our starting five, so we you know we recognize the individual talent, and uh, you know it's just great to uh, see an athlete being pushed the way he is by you know past experiences and uh, you know trying to bring Frankfurt back to the top of the Northwest Conference uh, where they uh, used to be year in and year out for quite some time. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Tobin Schwanicke. Um, his, his performance in that game against West on Friday night was just a, just a great one. 27 points, you know, he had rebounds, assists, and, and the big steal, I don't know if they're going to credit him with a steal or not, but he tipped the ball away from a West kid um, on the inbound with a couple of seconds to go that ended up with Henry Goldkuhl's uh, game-winning layup. I mean, he tipped the ball right to a teammate underneath the basket, out of a defender's hands, and uh, and so basically, he got the assist on the game-winning bucket as well as uh, leading Central back from a, I think as much as a 13-point deficit in the first half in that game. Uh, why don't we put it to a vote? Uh, like I said, I'm going with Woofter. I think to average 31 points in two games is is pretty good, and she probably could have had several more assists. She's also one that uh, she's a leader out there on the floor, and she showed that last week, even in the two losses. I'm going to defer to James and let him go second. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to pick somebody else and make me break the tie. No, I'm going to defer to you. I'll, I'll go with Wifter as well. I think uh, the fact that she played two games and had two huge games in in both of them. Um, despite the fact that they were losses, um, I, I, you know, she just twenty nine and thirty three points back to back games. Uh, that's just a, a huge thing. So that's where I'm going to go. This was actually a tough choice for me, uh, but it does not matter now because it's two zero. So you just don't want me to have a clean sweep. That's all. That has nothing to do with that. that. Absolutely if you, has if something you, if to you do win, with it. If you win, what what absolutely. difference? UK, keep telling yourself that Brent. plausible deniability. Um, but I am going to throw a nod to Schwanicky here. Uh, so, James, you missed out on a win. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to throw a, a nod to Schwanicky here just because, um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't at the game, but reading your story, James, um, and having seen him play uh, a number of times um, over the last three years, uh, this would seem to be his career game to this point. And to, to do it against your rival to almost not single-handedly but pretty close pull your team back from the depths to come out with a win like that is uh extremely impressive and um i look for big things from tobin schwanicky uh, over the remainder of the season well congratulations to all three of our nominees certainly all deserving but of course a bigger congratulations to traverse city central's margo woofter who is now inducted into the get around hall of fame as our athlete of the week I'm pretty sure that Jalen Rogers and Tobin Schwanicke will potentially make uh, reappearances later as nominees rather than the season of plenty I of opportunities. S- I would say so. Now let us move on to the new segment here on the Get Around, and that is going to be the Get Around Sportsbook, in which we give you eight games to pick from, and the listener that picks the most games correctly will receive two free movie passes that are good at both the Bijou and the State Theaters right here in Traverse City. So why don't we get through, and I'll just list off the games real quick. On the boys' side, you have Glen Lake versus Frankfurt, which is set for Thursday. Another Thursday game is Leland versus Benzie Central. You also have Buckley versus Manton on Saturday. That is in the Cancer Charity game. And then also on Saturday, Traverse City St. Francis versus Glen Lake. There is no spread, so you're just picking the winner of those four games. On the girls' side, you have on Wednesday, 
Gaylord St. Mary versus Bel Air, two top ten teams going at it. Also, Glen Lake and Kingsley on Friday, and then the two Traverse City teams here that we have West versus Petoskey and Central versus Alpena in Big North action. Both of those games also on Friday. Of course, there's a possibility that there will be a tie. So in that case, you're going to have to send us what you believe this final score will be between the boys game of Glen Lake versus Frankfurt. So make sure that you include that in your picks. If you don't, we can't really help you out. You can send the picks into our email. That's resports at record-eagle.com. Make sure you've got that dash in there. I know I said it earlier. You can also send us a tweet at tcresports. You can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash tcresports. Uh, you have a lot of ways to get in touch with us. You can send us a message on Facebook. Send us a message on uh, on Twitter. Uh, also, if you just send out a tweet, make sure that you use the hashtag TCRESports and then hashtag sportsbook. And again, those games are on the boys' side, Glen Lake versus Frankfurt, Buckley versus Manton, St. Francis versus Glen Lake, and Leland versus Benzie. On the girls' side, Gaylord St. Mary versus Bel Air, Glen Lake versus Kingsley, West versus Petoskey, and Central versus Alpena. We will have a list of those up on uh, in the description of this podcast on SoundCloud.com backslash the Get Around. The time has come now to wrap up this episode of the Get Around, and we will do so with the trifecta. This week we are going with our favorite or best sports TV shows. And we will get started with Mr. Brett Summers, who, of course, is making a, a pick that I'm sure is at the top of several people's lists. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Friday Night Lights, far superior to the film version. Because uh, it doesn't events. have Billy Bob Thornton in it. Nobody likes Billy Bob Thornton. I don't have a problem with Billy Bob Thornton. It's just the Friday Night Lights TV show is better. Well, yeah, because you got you know Coach Eric Taylor. He's much better than Hillbilly Bob Thornton. And Connie Britton. Connie Britton's in both, though. She plays the That's wife right. in, in both, yeah. That's right. Is she the only carryover mem- cast member? I believe so. Yeah, and you've got... Uh, Good old Timmy Riggins. What's his, what's his yeah, first Taylor name? Kitsch. You've got Taylor Kitsch as Tim Riggins. Yeah. Uh, Minka Mink- Kelly, the gorgeous Minka Kelly, who I think at one point dated uh, Derek Jeter, and I don't understand why you would want to date that Muppet-looking mother <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, obviously the, the show is a little bit, uh, sensationalized just with how many of these football related topics happen to the one team in regards to, you know, Jason Street's injury and Could the one. college recruitment and yeah, then the backup quarterback, Matt Saracen stepping in and becoming the all world hero and, oh yeah, then Matt Saracen's best friend, I don't remember, you know killing someone yeah it's uh that that he's often referred to as what matt damon would look like if matt damon took meth (laughs) i'm serious you can look up that look that up on the internet but yeah it's like larkin or oh landry landry Landry, yeah landry is is his name friday night lights is great but there were certain storylines that really seemed to kind of get way off track at, at certain times. I, I didn't really need Jason Street becoming a sports agent. I didn't need Landry and Colette Tyra murdering somebody. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure it even really needed Coach Taylor going to college. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I like the final scene where the football turns into the other football and, and whatever. And I, I really liked uh, Michael B. Jordan as uh, Vince Young. I, I thought that was, uh, you know, I, I just liked the kid from his time in, in Creed. He was great in that. Fruitvale Station, also really good. But yeah, Friday Night Lights, it, it got off track at points, but ultimately certainly one of the best sports TV shows. Ten minutes later, we get to the <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy James Cook. I'm gonna go with the, the the league. I mean that uh, that show went on for six seasons, seven maybe. It went from '09 to '15. Seven was it? Seven or eight? I thought it might have even hit eight. Maybe the first. And I'm right there. And I'm right there with you, but only for the first three seasons. I, I liked it when it went on. I mean, it was. I think it was maybe not quite as good as the as the first three or four seasons, but it was still pretty damn good. I just liked. Well, I liked but didn't like at the end of the series where their solution to fixing problems was just to start killing off characters left and right. Is that what happened in that show? <laughs> Everyone was just dying? What was it, Game of Thrones? Well, it, it was it Ted, the guy who you never really got to see. Yeah, Ruxin's wife. Yeah. Uh, she died. You've got some very good comedians on there. What, Nick Kroll, Jason Manzukis, uh, a lot of Nick, very Nick funny Kroll people. Nick Kroll as Ruxin, who is everybody's least favorite character probably. And, and then and who plays um, what's the name of the char- of the actor who plays Andre? Oh yeah, he's uh, Jason Manzukis. Oh, that's Jason. Yeah. Manz- Paul Shear. See, I don't. Oh, Paul Shear. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, and then probably everybody's favorite character is Taco. I'm, I'm I'm assuming that pretty much everybody, if they chose a favorite character from that show, would go with Taco. I've never seen or Rafi. That. See, I hated Rafi. I, Did you? I, yeah, when they when they, when they introduced Rafi's character, I was like, okay, this guy can go away and never come back, please. Um, and he stuck around and you could take a lead. Shot people, shot says. people up with Seth Rogen and did a bunch of really weird things that I, made some inappropriate movies. Yeah, um, it did it, pretty much everything was inappropriate with yeah. with Rafi. Yeah, he I, was he was just too over the top for me. I, I was not a fan of his character. The fact that it's about fantasy football is also a, a great thing. I mean, it's not necessarily. It's just kind of the scene setter for that and everything. Other than that, it's kind of like Seinfeld set in a fantasy football thing. One, but. one of my buddies before this, the actual past NFL season and actual fantasy football started up, he made a good point, though, and, and maybe maybe this does exist, but how is there not a fantasy football site out there right now where you can record league videos and do all the things that they do in their league? Because that would make a league really fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely would. All right, I'm going to finish things off with uh, I, what I consider to be uh, certainly tops of the sports TV shows, and that is Aaron Sorkin's Sports Night. Uh, you saw this was kind of, I think, Sorkin's most first foray into TV, and it was Sports Night hooked me right from the pilot. It was the pilot was perfect because you had you've got Dan Rydell and, and Casey McCall, the the two there, and. Uh, and Casey McCall, at, at, in the beginning of the episode and throughout, he seems kind of jaded throughout the whole thing, and he's kind of tired of sports and all, you know, kind of all of the all the things outside of sports and, instead of just focusing on the game. And at the end of it, he's also having some trouble with his marriage, and and he has a, a young son. And at the end of it, he calls his son to turn on the TV and watch a a runner named uh, Untazaki Nelson. Uh, running faster than any human being has has run before, and uh, Nelson is uh, a little bit 
uh, on the older side of this, one of the you know oldest runners, uh, it's obviously a, a, a made-up uh, moment, but it's so cool, and it's really just one of those those goosebumps moments when he goes into uh, you know uh, an empty office and calls his son and tells him to watch this, and uh, it was it was kind of right then and there that I went, yeah, this is an amazing show, and Aaron Sorkin is such a fantastic writer. You've got the the standard walk and talks, the ones that you would see later on in The West Wing. Uh, and later on in in several of his movies as well but it, it was just it's a really perfect combination of comedy there are some dramatic moments it it tackles a lot of good topics and and, and really I, it's it's a show that i watch through the series which was only 3 seasons probably once a year it's a show that i have sitting on my entertainment center at home yeah. uh, in dvd format when uh yeah when you helped me move into my apartment i i think either i dropped my box of dvds or you dropped my box of dvds but i know they all spelled I think out I or, dropped them. And, uh, and and i picked up sports night and you had never seen it and i was like take these and watch them and i can only assume that you have worn out the dvds at this point and and certainly know so much about that show they are dust covered. <laughs> Fortunately, Sports Night is on Hulu, so I, and I'm subscribed to that, so it's it's no problem. Eventually, I, eventually, I'll get to it. I, I watched I watched Sports Night for a good part of the of the of the run, but they kind of they kind of pitched it as a comedy, which it really wasn't. It was more of a drama. So I kind of went in with different expectations, and that I and that I thought it was going to be more of. You know, there's gonna be more humor. I mean, I like that well, it was nice, fast-paced. You know, Aaron Sorkin writing, where yeah. it's just everything's boom, 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 boom. Yeah, what throws like me that. off is it has a laugh track, and in today's day and age, there aren't many shows left that have laugh tracks, or at least good ones that have laugh tracks. And uh, so, yeah, not kinda, a fan of Big Bang Theory. Huh? I, I am not. No, um, but to to each his or her own. So yeah, when I rewatched it, I'm like, ooh, laugh track. I don't, I don't like that at all. And I was hoping that they would get rid of it at some point throughout the the three seasons, but they don't. Highly recommend everybody watch that one. That is going to wrap up this episode of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you to Buckley's Austin Harris for joining us and giving us some of his time. Make sure that you check us out on SoundCloud.com backslash the You might be listening to that on there right now. iTunes, and you can also find us on RecordEagle.com under Local Sports. You can find us on Twitter at TCRE Sports and on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash TCRE Sports. Again, I've been your host, Brendan Queeley, and in the studio with me this week were James Cook and Brett Summers. Thanks again for listening, and have a good rest of the week. 